Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, happy Friday. Happy Friday before Christmas. Happy Friday before the Chiefs game. Go ahead. I'll, you can say it this time. <laughs> yes, turn your headlights on. Oh, yes. the weather is not great. And you know what? It's, it's getting, if anything, a little bit mistier. As yeah. time goes on, so all the more reason. And yet, you know, a pickup truck just drove right by here without their lights on. What is going can on? We, like, can we put something in front of our building? <laughs> I got a bumper like, we for should it have a, I can do it all day. <laughs> we should have a billboard or something or some kind of electronic sign on the side of our building. Yeah. That when we need to just communicate with the public, we can just do it on the side of our building to Shawnee Mission Parkway. Please turn your headlights on. It's out in the budget somewhere. Okay. Uh, next story. We have a couple of these now, uh, problems with airlines. The first one we're going to talk about is with Delta. What is making me crazy about this story is Delta is not really apologetic. Not, it's not even not really. Delta is in no way apologizing for the way that a man who needs a wheelchair had to board a flight because Delta says he didn't really have to do it that way. <laughs> Here's the, the very opening sentence of this story from the New York Post. A disabled Delta passenger has accused the airline of not providing him with boarding assistance on a recent flight, forcing him to crawl to his seat. I hate this because what we don't know is, and John, maybe the version of you have that you have is different than the one I have. The version of the story that I have does not tell me why Sean Chang, his request for a wheelchair did not go through. But what we know is that Delta didn't have it. Yes. He said, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, there's two different kinds of wheelchairs. There's the one that they can use to get you down to the, you know, down the jetway and to the flight. And then they have what's called an aisle chair. Because, as you know, the aisles on an aircraft are not that wide, and they won't accommodate most wheelchairs, so they have what's called an aisle chair. And he said when he got there, he was told, hey, there is no aisle chair ready for you. So he said that it, that his request did not show up on his ticket is the important thing. Uh, he is paraplegic, so he needs, he needs that to get around. Um, he said his request for aid did not show up with his reservation. Whatever that means. We don't know if he didn't ask for it, but Delta confirmed they didn't get the request. So he's running late to catch this flight. Uh, This was out of Atlanta uh, in November. He's running late to get there, which has happened before. And he ends up getting there just about 10 minutes before departure. 
So he's looking for that, um, what did you call it? Aisle chair? The aisle chair, yeah. For the aisle chair. Looking for the aisle chair to get him down the aisle. And they said, they don't have it. We do not have an aisle chair ready for you. And so um, what they did was they offered to bump him to a later flight, which they said was only an hour and a half earlier. He didn't want to take the later flight. I learned this in this story. Some of you may have known this already, but frequently, if you have mobility issues, he said, he often will fast for the 24 hours before so he doesn't have to get out of his seat to use the bathroom. He didn't want to wait another two hours. He was starving, just wanted to get going. And so what they said to him was, you can board the plane any way you want. Wow. <laughs> like the law doesn't, there's nothing in the FAA, there's nothing in any law that says you can't crawl there's nothing that says you have to walk onto the plane. And so they said, if you would rather crawl onto this plane, you go right ahead and do that. And that is what he did. And Delta is saying, we didn't force him to. Delta's saying he did that voluntarily. And that's their justification for this. And I, I think a reasonable person might ask, was there no way that they could provide him some kind of assistance that if they didn't have the chair, can somebody walk ahead of him and somebody walk behind him and kind of hold him up? And I can see where they would say, we can't do that. First of all, we're not trained to do that. And second of all, if we did and something happened and he ended up getting hurt, then he could sue us. He could sue us for everything that we have because we didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, where where you and I, if we were his buddies and we were flying with him, we'd carry right. him onto the plane. Absolutely. Pick him up and carry him down there. But they can't do that. They didn't say that. I'm, I'm speaking for them in this case. That's not in the story that I have. But I'm assuming if you're wondering why they wouldn't do that, it's because all that would take is one thing to go wrong. They drop him or he ends up getting twisted up and getting hurt. If Delta's the one that are that's carrying him down onto that plane without a chair, they're on the hook for that. And what they're saying without saying it is if he had allowed himself more time ahead of time, mm -hmm. they could have gotten him one. But it's 10 minutes. You didn't ask for it or we don't have the request. And in 10 minutes, we can't hurry up and go get one. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, maybe they're not readily available. I don't know. I'm I'm going to assume here, based on what he said, that he he's a fairly frequent flyer because okay. because he said, yeah, I always do this. I always fast for 24 hours before a flight. That way, like you said, I don't have to get up and pee during the middle of the flight because for me, that's a real problem. So mm -hmm. I don't eat or drink anything. And I, I was already 24 hours into this. So that means that he probably does this fairly often. If he already knew that bit, then this is not his first flight. Given that, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't know to put in the request that Delta says they didn't have. That's my problem here, too, is that um, this is why I hate this story, because did he like did his computer freeze or something and he thought he put it in, but he didn't. Did he forget? H how did that not get in their system? Mm -hmm. And Delta said, and I don't like the snark in the tone of this, but they said, we encourage all passengers who need assistance basically to double check and confirm with their airline. And he must not have done that. So they're blaming him for it. Sure. And it is kind of his fault, I guess, but it still stinks. It does. And I, I don't know what else they 
could have done, but you're right. Um, and Delta, I mean, Delta has a reputation. I've not been happy with how I've been treated by Delta in the past, and we're hearing from a bunch of you on the text line saying the same thing. Nothing Delta does would surprise me. So, I, they, I mean, customer service has never been their strong suit, at least mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as much as I, I find it difficult to see what else they could have done, the, you you bend over backwards. You do whatever you have to do. Are you going to tell me, and this was, you said this was Atlanta he was flying out of? This was Atlanta, yeah. Hartsfield International Airport is massive. It's giant. Yes. Are you going to tell me that in 15 minutes, nobody could find an aisle chair anywhere at Hartsfield? Come on. So what I'll give them is that, you can't hold up the flight for this. This this you can't you can't leave late. Yep. Because of this. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm just struggling with this because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. I, I think I said this yesterday when my mom and I went to Hawaii. My mom um, has lung capacity issues, so we got a wheelchair because we were going through some big airports. It was very important to me that she have that. And I'd never done that process before. Mm-hmm. So when we bought tickets with United, I made sure I put it on the ticket. I made sure I called United to make sure it was in their system. And when we got to the gate, I do- like I double chip because it was really important. Did he not do that? But it's still ridiculously humiliating yeah. to have to crawl onto a flight. Like there was no better, there was no better solution to that. But they said we offered him a flight 90 minutes later and he said no. Okay. But he said no for a good reason. Yes, he did. What's the solution to this? What's what was the better way to have done this? Um I, so they refunded his ticket and they and you're right, he must be a frequent flyer because they gave him additional miles. Um so he must have some already. He said at a time where we're looking more carefully at airlines and fines, he said Airlines need to be held more accountable for things like this. Face tougher fines and frankly, do more to be considerate of disabled passengers, which is definitely a conversation we need to have. Sure. Well, yeah. And as somebody else mentioned on the text line quite accurately, Hartsfield, not only is Hartsfield a giant airport, it's Delta's hub. That's that's their main thing. I mean, the the old joke was the space shuttle was the only flight that left Florida without stopping in Atlanta. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. that, that that just that's where everything goes. So they they should have had more uh, ability to to fix this than uh, in in Atlanta than they might have had at other airports. But you wonder, okay, it would be silly to have something like that at every gate. And I can see them saying, yes. look, we're not going to just park an aisle chair at every gate just in case. But how many, you know, airsides, how many rows, how many aisles does does Delta take up at that airport? Maybe have one at every 10? Probably a lot. Because, I mean, I'm going to guess Delta takes up a lot of gates. Yeah. And then, so if you have one at every 10 gates, it's not a crazy expense, especially for a company like Delta. And somebody can run one. If, if you really, really need it on a moment's notice, you should have one close enough by. And they don't take long. I mean, to put someone on a flight in one of those aisle chairs sure. doesn't take five minutes. I mean, it doesn't. So even if it's being used, you go to them and you say, hey, my guy's got a board in five minutes. Your guy doesn't need to get on for 30. Let's, I'll be right back with this. Yeah, let's take him first and I'll have this back before you need it. And so everything will still be cool. Who is the gate agent that said to the guy... You can crawl if you want to. Go ahead and crawl. 
who said those words of, you know, we're going to get crafty here. We don't have rules about how you get on the plane. You have at it. Humiliating is absolutely the right word. Yep. Phone lines are gone. 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Talking about the story out of Atlanta. This happened on November 3rd. Guys, paraplegic, needs a wheelchair to get around. And to get down the aisle of an airplane would normally use what they call an aisle chair, which is a wheelchair, but it's more narrow. So it can get down the aisle of an airplane. He's running late for his flight. He gets there 10 minutes before the gate closes. And they say, your aisle chair is, we don't have it. It's not here. And it also wasn't in their system. So either he didn't request it or somehow it didn't go through, but they didn't know that they needed to have one there. What they end up saying to him is, you know, there's no law that says you have to walk or take a wheelchair onto an airplane. You can crawl onto that flight if you want, or we can bump you to the next flight. We can get a chair here. You gotta wait 90 minutes. He chose to crawl onto the flight. He'd already had a fast for 24 hours. That way you're not having to get up and go to the bathroom on the flight. He didn't wanna wait the 90 minutes. He chose to crawl onto the flight. It was his choice. He was running late. And it wasn't in their system. And the other thing is, we, we don't know why he was running late. We don't know Correct. if he got held up at TSA. We, we don't know what happened that made him late or if he just was late. Because a lot of people in the text line are seizing on that, saying, well, you know, he should have gotten there earlier. He may not have been able to. So it, it's tough. Um, and, you know, as far as the ADA is concerned, mm -hmm. it's, to my understanding, it is not incumbent upon you to make sure that somebody is ADA compliant. It's incumbent on them to make sure that they're able to accommodate you. And the other thing that confuses me about this, as much as we were talking about information propagating with the story about the tax assessor and not having you know access, uh, immediate access and immediate propagation of things like permitting and improvements that have been made to a house, you could say the same thing about this. If he's one of their frequent flyers already, why did they not automatically flag him as always needing that? That's a good question. Or um, as far as populating what you're calling here in a second, um, in every frequent flyer program that I'm in, the other thing that's always there, my passport information is already saved. Yeah. My known traveler number for global entry is already saved. I'm going to put that in. It's already there. Did he put it into his profile or whatever so that it would show up? I'm not, I don't know where to land on this. I don't, um, I don't know whose fault it is, but it, it just stinks. Let's go to Mike in St. Joe and see what he thinks. Hey, Mike. Hey guys. Thanks for taking my call. A uh, regular flyer. My wife is quadriplegic and she uses a wheelchair to go everywhere she needs to go. And we always, um, make double, triple, quadruple sure that everybody along the way, as we're booking our flight, as we arrive at the airports, we make, um, sure that everybody knows what our needs are going to be because there are so many steps in the process where something can fall through the cracks and this kind of thing can happen so i would be surprised if this guy is a regular flyer that he didn't do those same steps too because it only takes you know one little mistake for you to miss a flight or to have a problem and the other thing is it's very super easy for a, a airline to have an aisle chair 
on the jetway, every time we have ever gone on a flight anywhere, there's always at least one, if not two, um, aisle chairs at the bottom of that jetway right up next to the plane. And and what you said, John, is exactly right. It's not incumbent on the person with a disability to make sure that a place of business is uh, compliant and accessible and accommodating. That's really what the ADA was written for, was so that we don't have to take all of these steps. We can have some assurance when we get there that things are going to be in place for us. And so um, hard to know where the fault is, but there's a lot of places along the way this guy could have got held up because he's a wheelchair user and make him run late. That happens to us all the time, even when we plan. And so um, it just stinks. Like you said, uh, nobody should have to crawl to get on a plane is the ultimate thing. You got it. Well said, Mike. Thank you. Correct. Thanks very much. Thanks for the insight. Uh, We'll go to Terry next up in Overland Park. Hi, Terry. Hi. What amazes me that nobody gave up their seat closer to the door so that man didn't have to crawl down the aisle. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> now, for, first half of it, or not first half, but that first section is first class. So, uh, but but if it was first class, maybe somebody should have been a little classier about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thank you, Terry. Yeah. We don't know how far back in the plane he had to crawl. I, I got to tell you, I'm just having a hard time picturing that. And this guy having to literally get on and just think about how dirty that is oh yeah you know people's suitcases and they're walking there and you're and then he still would have needed help to get into a seat and you know i mean to get up and help him up into the seat it just and so then i have questions about um like after he landed what happened you know did they was there if he had put that in the system i don't know where he was going was there a chair waiting when he got there? Yeah. Did did Delta, I mean, when they saw all of this go down as he was leaving Atlanta, did they make that call ahead to wherever he was headed to let them know, hey, by the way, you're going to need an aisle chair when this guy gets off the plane? Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, there's a lot that could have happened on that trip down the aisle. We don't know if anybody on the plane reached out to him and said, hey, look, is there anything I can do? Can I help you so that you don't have to do this? I hope somebody would. I keep going back and forth. Delta refunded the ticket. They really didn't have to. No, that's true. I mean, they didn't, in my mind, Delta didn't do anything wrong. I don't like their response. I don't like what they had to say about it. Well, you know, he, he chose not to take the later flight. He, you know, it's his fault that he, it is his fault. You don't need to point any of that out. Mm -hmm. I I don't like the snark that came out in their statements. Oh, I'm with you. No, I, I, and again, given my experience, doesn't surprise me. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, allegations against United Airline. Uh, possibility that a fellow passenger was overserved, and it's what he did in the process. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now we take aim at United Airlines. Flight 1520 from Orlando to Denver. This was October 2nd of last year. Um, Bit of an adult content warning in this story. You have two flyers in first class. They are literally seat 1A and 1B at the front of this flight. And I think it's interesting because we hold bartenders accountable for not over serving customers. We hold them responsible for what happens after they leave if that customer is overserved. We apparently, well, this lawsuit may change that, We don't tend to have that same um, accountability put on flight attendants who serve drinks. Yeah, and we really should for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is at altitude. Alcohol affects you much more so than it does at sea level. I don't know the biology behind that, but I know that it does. And what are we talking? So Orlando to Denver, what are we talking? Three and a half hours, maybe? Sure. Three hours? Yeah, it was three hours, three and a half hours, something like that. And in the space of that flight, and you've also got that time before you reach altitude and then during descent, so maybe three hours at the outside, maybe closer to two and a half. In that period of time, this man requested and was served nine screwdrivers, nine of them. Yes, that is in a lawsuit filed by his seatmate. I assume these are rows of two. I assume 1A and 1B, if this is first class, is probably two seats. The person sitting next to him was a woman who is suing, claiming that over the course of that flight, started off with some pleasant conversation, and that by the end, and we'll detail some of what she says happened here, he started off getting a little handsy, getting a little, which is problematic in itself, because it's a stranger that you don't know, And by the end of this flight, I mean, was full on assault. Yeah. Uh, And and, I mean, they even say in the lawsuit that the repeated request for screwdrivers, quote, caused United's flight attendant to grow frustrated, according to the complaint, to avoid having to continue bringing him drinks so frequently. She began giving the assailant multiple servings of alcohol at a time in bigger glasses so it's just, oh, stop bothering me. Here, drink these. <laughs> and just was handing him liquor. And, yeah, it started with him trying to rub her feet. Not the flight attendant, the, the fellow passenger. that Trying to give her a foot rub, which she said no. Uh, he put his hand on her leg without permission. She placed his hand back at his side to make clear that she did not want to be touched. And he just kept going and going. Finally, digging her hand, his hand in between her legs while being told to stop got his hands up all on her chest Mm -hmm. whenever he reach over so he must have been on the aisle every time he'd reach over to adjust the window shade which he shouldn't be doing anyway that there's protocol there yeah he does that he puts his hands where they don't belong um and this goes on for the duration of the flight she said an hour before landing the man reached over her and put his mouth over her mouth attempting to kiss her 
she pushes him away every time. I mean, she didn't just let this go on. Every time she reacts, she says no. She says, you need to stop this now. She now is suing United saying flight attendants did nothing and just continued to serve him alcohol despite this going on. Yep. Uh, the wording is United the United staffers made no effort to check on the woman or determine whether the assailant's state of intoxication was creating problems or difficulties for her. Now, before, and I haven't even looked at the text line yet because I know what's coming. Before we get to it, no, it does not say anywhere in the article that she reached out for help to any of the flight attendants or to any uh, anybody who is an employee of United. Whether that's elsewhere in the suit, I couldn't say, but in the article that we have from the New York Post, it's not there. The quote here was, United staffers made no effort to check on the woman or determine whether the assailant's state of intoxication was creating problems or difficulties for her. Um, I have never flown first class, but... It's a small area with a high level of service, yep. right? And they're in the front row. So usually when people are drunk, you know it. And if he was drunk enough that he kept asking them for cocktails one after another to the point that they just started doubling them up so that he'd leave them alone, any normal person would know this person's been overserved and drunk. Um, whether it became clear that they needed to check on her I don't know. I don't like this because it's going to sound like victim blaming. And he's the one in the wrong. Yeah. Um, if that were me, I would be telling the flight attendant. I would be saying, get this guy away from me. Stop serving him. At the very least, move him. Yes. So that I don't have to continue to deal with this. Nonetheless, he still did what he did. And they still continued to serve him drinks, which is which is her point in the lawsuit. I mean, her point is you way overserved him, which yeah. didn't help things. And and I would love to know the answer to that too about you know did she in fact reach out to flight attendants? It seems like that would have been page one of the lawsuit if she had. Yeah. If she had yeah. reached out and said this guy is drunk and won't keep his hands off me, and they didn't do anything, that that's the lead on the story. Uh, yeah, it's it's unforgivable either way. And, and I can see this, you know, by that same argument, in, in addition to that, I mean, the same argument that we were making about the disabled guy from the previous story, it shouldn't be incumbent on her to reach out for help necessarily. I mean, right. like you said, it's an area where you, you've got a high level of service going on. Somebody had to have seen or noticed something, at least noticed that she was very uncomfortable with him and what was going on in those two seats at that time. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as why she wouldn't say anything to anybody, why she wouldn't have reached out for help to the flight attendants, I can't answer that. I'm annoyed. I've got a different version of the story now at a Business Insider, and it's a little, it's got a little more detail. I want to link to the lawsuit because then we'd know. Um, so this was a four-hour flight is what the story says. Um, where was the part? Um, as the flight continued, the assailant would not stop tormenting her. The lawsuit says, on information and belief, United personnel routinely continue serving alcohol to intoxicated first-class patrons so as to promote a you're-the-boss customer experience for those patrons. <laughs> the woman said she received a refund after contacting the airline when she got home, and the call operator acknowledged that a passenger should not be served so much alcohol. 
And she's not going after as much money as I would have thought. Um, she has been suffering from depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress, seeking $100,000 in damages. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, it's really not. I also don't know if criminal charges were filed. That was my first question. Did she, you know, somebody just asked, was there an air marshal on the flight? I, I don't know. Um, but again, if that's me, and I don't, you never know until you're there. You want this guy arrested when you land. Yes. I want him to I mean, get off that plane and cuffs. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Handle this in Denver. I mean, don't let this. Yeah. I don't know if there's an air marshal, but, but a crime was committed here for sure. Yeah. And, and I can't. Uh, I'm like you. I mean, I don't want to come off making this her fault. It wasn't her fault. And it wasn't her fault in a couple of different ways. Not only was she the one who was being assaulted, she also wasn't the one who was feeding this guy liquor. Right. That was the airline that was doing that. And if if things started out okay, and then he started to slide down the uh, you know that that slope because of all of the alcohol that he was consuming, I understand them saying, "Hey, you know, we want the customer to be the boss. We the customer is always right." Not in a case like this. Not where you're putting you're putting the rest of the flight in danger. You're certainly putting her in danger because you're getting this guy absolutely loaded. And flight attendants, by the way, are not oblivious to the fact that yes alcohol affects you much more at altitude than it does on the ground so nine nine uh, screwdrivers in the space of that amount of time that's going to get anybody on the floor uh, i'm in fury i've got another version of the story that doesn't tell me anything it is telling that they refunded her ticket like if they didn't do anything wrong why refund the ticket yeah you know um the lawsuit really is as i get further into it it really is about their over serving him contributing to this behavior. Um, boy, and the details of this are just like, she would get up to use the restroom and he was just all over her. He just would not, like if this had happened in a bar, I mean, you would expect the the bouncer yeah. to kick this guy out immediately before it got anywhere close to the end of this. Yeah, now he, you can't really kick him out of a flight. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, uh, you find even in places where there haven't been air marshals in, in the past, where you have the flight attendants. Uh, remember the guy who was duct taped to his seat? Yes. That wasn't yeah. air marshals who did that. Uh, you, they have the ability to keep some kind of order on that flight. And it just, I, I wish we knew more about anybody on that plane who was wearing a United uniform, having any kind of knowledge about what was going on there. And I, I, I think she's, she's eventually going to be called upon to answer that. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because the other thing is that safety is the biggest priority on a flight, not just, you know, airworthiness, but I mean, safety of all passengers Yeah, because you're in a contained environment like that. And there are things in this lawsuit about how she said, you know, she would cower up against the window to just physically try to stay away from him as much as she could. No flight attendant noticed that. Mm -hmm. No flight attendant who's walking through with their high level of customer service in first class. No one's noticing that this is. And I also wonder, like, did no other passenger get wind of this? Especially given that they were they were continually coming back and giving him more screwdrivers. Right. So it's not like there was never a flight attendant in proximity that could have looked over and noticed, hey, why is this woman plastering herself up against the wall?
Someone just asked if you're blaming the alcohol for his behavior, then how can he be responsible for his behavior? Oh, he's, oh, he's responsible uh, for it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not blaming the alcohol for the behavior. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, yes, people do. Some people get more handsy and less able to control themselves the more they drink. Um, yeah, she's got a case. She's she's somewhere along the way here. She's United or Delta. We're talking about United this time. Yeah, United is going to have to answer. Um, for that, somebody just said airlines drinks are not that big on United. I, I mean, nine drinks over the course of four hours. Yeah. And, and they did say in the article that they kept doubling up and yeah. handing him drinks in bigger cups. Yeah. Just so that he would stop bothering them so much. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. Phone lines are going. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. If you missed the beginning of this. This is a United Airlines flight. This was October of last year. That was going from Orlando to Denver. Four hours, they say. You have the two uh, two passengers in first class. Seats 1A and 1B. And a woman has filed a lawsuit against United saying that over the course of this flight, uh, the guy that was sitting next to her was overserved by flight attendants with alcohol. She said in the course of these four hours, he had nine uh, screwdrivers, vodka and orange juice over the course of that time. And he got stupid drunk and started off just in a pleasant conversation with her, like you're known to have before a flight takes off. And then over the course of that four hours, by the he started off by putting his hand on her back. He rubbed her feet at one point, which is just gross. <laughs> he yeah. groped her breasts. And then at one point, he put his hand between her legs and did exactly what you think. Mm-hmm. So in that case, uh, yeah. And, you know, a couple of things are coming into on the text line and in our chat that have to do with what do you do, and not only for the flight attendants, but for the other passengers in first class. If anybody else saw what was going on and didn't get involved, what can you do in that case if you see it happening? And have you? If you've gotten involved like that, by all means, 913-586-7798 to James in KCMO up next. Hello, James. Hey, good afternoon. I was just curious what you guys' thoughts are. Are we to a point now where we just ban alcohol on flights? Um... Did you ask about just alcohol in general on flights? You're a little muffled. Yes. Me. Yeah. He said okay. it, it, about yeah. banning alcohol on flights. Um, what do I think about it? I, uh, I think I get more concerned about how much people drink before the flight. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Than I do on the flight. Um, but they'd be denied. I, they're typically denied entry or right. uh, access. Right. So. Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't drink on flights. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's just not where I spend money. Um, most yeah. people are well behaved. I mean, most people drink and then pass out. <laughs> most people are not yeah. this. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's a valid question, James. I, I don't know that I would go that far with it simply because, the, I mean, it's a, it's a numbers game. With the number of flights and the number of people on them, you know, not everybody drinks on a flight, to be sure. I don't, think, I don't know that I've ever had a drink on a flight, but um, I, it, 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 it happens so rarely that somebody gets this out of control. I think you handle it on a case-by-case basis rather than just saying nobody gets to drink. Yeah, and I think, too, that they really need to start throwing the book at people that act like this on flights. Yes, so not ruining it for people that can behave properly. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, James. Thank you. Thanks, James. Yeah, I feel like you need to empower flight attendants to say no. Because I, I totally get how this would go, right? They say, no, 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 sir, you're, you know, we're, we've hit that point now. Especially if they know that this is going on. Mm-hmm. But even if they don't. 
you know, it's dangerous. What's he doing when he lands in Denver? You know, you need to empower flight attendants to say no and teach them how to handle that. I can see a flight attendant not wanting to say no, especially in first class. And I don't know if he had to pay for these drinks or not. I don't know if in first class it's just included. I didn't Somebody on the text line claims to fly United <laughs> first class a lot. Okay. Um, I, I never have. I don't know. Um, but you need to be able to tell flight attendants, yeah, you're trying to provide this really luxurious experience. People don't get to be jerks. Yeah, with, because of the alcohol. Uh, yeah, the other thing that I'd be, I would be curious about in this case in particular is what time of day are we talking about? That's a good question. That if this was because the only thing that I can see that would absolve the other people in first class, uh, you know, n- not absolve them of any legal responsibility, but absolve them for not getting involved, not seeing what was going on. I mean, at the very least, um, if you didn't want to get directly involved, but you saw it going on and it was making you uncomfortable, you could call the flight attendant over and say, hey. You got a problem over there, then you need to to kind of take care of this. Uh, there's more that you can do as well. But if you wanted to kind of stay out of it, but at least do your part, you could do that. But if it's a flight that was you know, a red eye that took off at midnight and was going to land at four o'clock in the morning, most of the people in first class were probably asleep. I'm going to guess that wasn't the case. Um, and, and the only reason I say that is because usually red eye flights like that, if it's going to be a red eye, it's like Los Angeles to New York. Okay. It's going to be a longer flight. I, I'm going to assume that it wasn't overnight, but it doesn't mean people weren't sleeping. It could have been evening and people were sleeping. It sure. could have been seven o'clock in the morning and people were sleeping to your point. And some people are just oblivious to what's going on on an airplane around them. You know, some people just aren't paying attention. Yeah. I, I would question anybody that says, you know what? I got a four hour flight. I can slam nine vodka and orange juices between here and Denver. Right. I mean, no matter what time of day it is, who gets on a plane thinking, boy, I'm just going to hit it hard right now. And just bring me more and more and more yeah. and and the flight attendants to shut him up, just ply him with liquor. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were we'll hoping s- that he would pass out. Maybe. Yeah, completely possible. So we'll see where this one ends up going. Um, okay. You, Colin started this on Netflix. You watched it. All of it. Leave the world behind. Yes. Yeah, we watched it last night, and it's it's a movie, not a series. So if if you're thinking, oh, I don't need one more series to get involved in, it's not a ten part series. It's just a movie, and uh, yeah, we watched it last night. Jen said, "Hey, I heard this was good. Let's watch it." And it's kind of a thriller about. Well, it's not really clear what it's about, uh, but it's about a family that decides to go off on vacation on Long Island. And they rent a very, very nice, very beautiful, high-class house that's kind of out in the sticks a little bit. You know, the nearest neighbors are about a mile away. And they rent this house. And then right after they get there, things start going very wrong. But communications go down. They lose their cell phone service. The TV isn't working. They have, even the radio isn't working for most of it. They have no ability to know what's going on out in the rest of the world. But things start going south in a big, big hurry. And then the owner of the house, we think, shows back up and says, we were in the city. Things started going wrong. We came back. Can we stay here with you? Colin, you started this last night? I started it while you were gone, Jamie. I got okay. like two minutes in, and then I looked at the clock and realized it was like 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Look at you and with your restraint. Like Most of us would just watch it. It's a two-hour-long movie, and I was yeah. like, I can't, I'm going to fall asleep. I'm not going to be able to pay attention. It's it's really – now, I uh, we all have actors and actresses that we do not like. I am not a fan of Julia Roberts. 
Okay. And again, I don't know why. It's it's me. It's not her. She just grates on me. She just gets on sure. my nerves. However, in this movie, she very much plays a character who is supposed to get on your nerves. She's not a nice lady in this movie. You know, if you're thinking pretty woman, uh-uh, that's not who she is. She's kind of a Karen, honestly. And, and that works for me. Um, but the thriller aspect of it and... The weirdness that goes on. I would love a little more explanation of some things that they kind of alluded to but left open by the end of the movie. It's one of those movies that uh, does not have a hard and fast ending to it, mm-hmm. but it's it's very well done. Um, and it's definitely worth a watch. This is the one that has not only Kevin Bacon, but also um, Ethan Hawke in it. Oh, okay. Got it. Netflix, right? Yes. Okay, so you can check that out on Netflix. All right, coming up in the next hour, a major move from President Biden when it comes to marijuana. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 